Hey guys, welcome to Sound Guy Tips Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Uh, so, so far I've went over how to get a house gig, you know, ways you can get into a venue and get a job there doing sound. And then I've went over kind of how to deal with bands uh, when you're there working with different bands, multiple bands, or just how to deal with people uh, during the show. So in this episode, I'm going to go one step further and kind of do a basic overview of what you should be doing before the band even gets there to make sure you're ready to go for the show and for sound check. So let's get it going. Welcome to Sound Guy Tips. I've created this show because I am dedicated to sharing as much knowledge as I can about the world of live sound. Listen, getting into the world of live audio can certainly be intimidating, but I'm here to teach you the technical aspects, key mindsets, and how to thrive socially to stay on top of call lists, land an awesome house gig, or get yourself on retainer with a great touring band. So this is Sound Guy Tips. Now can we cut this music out? Oh man, I'm sick of all this inspirational crap. There we go, that's better. Fucking heavy metal! Alright, my name is Jonah Kay, and this is Sound Guy Tips Podcast. So I'm going to walk through what I do to prepare for when a band gets there so I'm ready for sound check and I can get it going as quickly as possible. So I'm not going to go over like how to set things up from scratch in this episode. I'm just telling you what I do to prepare for when a band gets there. I'm pretty comfortable at the venue. So usually about a one hour prep time is, is more than enough. But if you know, you're a little bit uncomfortable or you're newer to the venue, you might want to have like a two hour window just so you can take your time and troubleshoot things that you can't figure out. So what I do before the band gets there, first of all, okay, make sure the soundboard is all plugged in and patched. Either it's going to be through a Cat5 or an analog snake. So mine's patched through uh, a Cat5 digital snake, which goes to the stage box where all the XLRs plug into. Okay, so then I turn on the soundboard and make sure that it's all working properly. Then I go over to the amp racks, which are located side stage. Uh, I'll turn on the main breaker, uh, which which powers up everything, all the circuits that, that run the stage. Uh, then I turn on the stage head that the board's plugged into. Uh, turn on the processor, and then I power on the amps. Now, if you're not 100% comfortable with the system, then it's probably a good idea to turn the amps on with the volumes. There's a volume knob on the front of the amps. Turn them all the way off, and then turn the amps on. Wait till the amps fire up, and then slowly turn up the volume till it's at you know full. Usually, a lot of the time the amps run just wide open, like uh, uh, the volume on full. So turn them up to full. Uh, if there's like a buzzing or a weird sound when there's no signal coming from the board or no mics plugged in, then there could be something wrong. But if it's just silent, relatively silent, may, there might be a tiny bit of hissing, but you won't hear it. Uh, then you know everything's good to go. 
Okay, next I'll double check all the patch inside the rack. So I'm going to make sure all the connections um, are there and proper. So like in case something needs to be reseated, like power cables or patch cables, normally a quick visual check is good enough. But sometimes I'll like go and look in the back of the rack with a flashlight and some of the U-ground power cables that are powering stuff through maybe a power bar are like half out because they've been jostled around and just go, you know, make sure they're fully plugged back in so they don't accidentally drop in the middle of a show. So that's just a quick check. All right. Now I'm going to go and grab the monitor speakers for the band. So I place all the monitors on stage and I run out the speaker cables uh, to them and make sure they're they're ready to test. So once I'm confident the board and the amp rack are patched properly, I go back to the board and put on some test music that I use. Uh, a lot of the time, uh, lately, I've been using the instrumental for Still Dre by Dr. Dre. I started using that song, uh, like just the regular one, because one time, I think it was a show for Sunreal, it was a hip hop guy. His sound guy used that and cranked it on the PA and just started adjusting stuff. Uh, because it was a hip hop show, but I just noticed how well it had, you know, good low end, had a couple, you know, the low end notes just kind of repeat and the top end. And it's got, you know, it was made in what, 2000? And it still has an amazing hi hat and snare sample in there. So, like, the top end 10K up with the hats, the snare, and the keys are in there, and then the low bass. So it's it's a very clean track, which just lets you hear the bottom end and the top end. So it's just a it's just a good song. So I just started using it, but then uh, I got it got into a lot of situations where you know maybe you don't want to have Dr. Dre blasting because it might be a family or city or community event. So I found on Spotify that you know, Dr. Dre had the full instrumentals of the album. And I was like, oh, perfect. I'll just use the song without the lyrics. And it literally is the same four bars that loop for like five minutes. So it's actually a perfect test song. You can also run pink noise, but I usually don't do that in the venue because I'm just used to the speakers. Uh, so if I put on Dre and Dre doesn't sound right, then I know I got to check something everybody's kind of got their own song. I, I have a three or four ones I normally use, but everybody's kind of got one or two songs that they always play. I know people like using Michael Jackson. It's well-produced. It's got good uh, low end and top end. And everybody knows that song. So if it sounds right on the speakers, then you know, you know it should be set up right. It's actually funny because at the end of the year, when Spotify gives you your, your top played artists and your favorite mixes and whatever... Dr. Dre, Still Dre was my number one played song of the year. And like, I don't even listen to hip hop really, but it was like, I, you know, I must have played that song 200 plus times because that's just how many shows I did. Another good feature of the X32 is that it has a USB slot on the top. And if you have a USB stick you're carrying with MP3s on it, you can just stick the USB right in the top of the console. And then you can go over to the aux inputs, uh, a fader bank, and there's a USB channel. And you can just play the music directly from your stick uh, if for some reason you can't get your phone to work properly. 
So I make sure that the aux channels that my phone is plugged into are not linked. So I can turn up the left or the right side of the PA separately to make sure that the tops and the subs sound the same on both sides, side to side. So, you know, if they sound the same and it sounds right to me, that means I don't have any damaged speakers. You know, a few times over the years, uh, I you know, I've definitely went to play it and I'm like, there's nothing coming out of the top on the one side, like, or the mid drivers crackling or the horns gone or like whatever you just run this test and then you know if you're not there early and do this quick test then you could have blown speakers and you don't even know it um for when a band gets there so you need to do this as soon as possible when you get there so that there if there is a problem you'll need as much time as you can to, to possibly correct it or or get a replacement speaker or do something so now that I know the main PA is working properly, next I'll play through each of the monitor mixes and make sure that the lines end up on the board where I want them to. So, you know, say you have four monitor mixes, just try each mix one at a time. So mix one, mix two, mix three, mix four, listen to them and make sure that the speakers sound the exact same. You're playing the same music through the speakers so they should sound the same and they should line up where you want them to on the console okay so if that's all good to go um then you're ready to start testing other stuff so i just want to mention i happen to have a preset in my board which most people do at a house gig uh with all of my start settings saved so i'm like basically ready to go for sound check at this point i can take another episode to go through how to get to this point but it's just something that i've developed over time and what works for that room and then when i turn the board on load the file test the speakers i can immediately start sound checking a band as soon as the mics are plugged in so you know i i kind of have to skip over this step for this episode because i don't really do that it's already ready to go so next i'll get up on stage and lay out some power uh i make sure that there's at least six places to plug things in upstage and downstage which is going to be the front of the stage or the back of the stage so that's 12 plugs total minimum make sure there's one on the left side on the right side and in the center um for on yeah uh, upstage and downstage so that people can power their amps drummers can plug in like drum pads or you know i don't know maybe they want to charge their phone it doesn't matter what they're going to use the power for the front stage power you want uh, dropped right by the mic stand or by the monitor so they can plug in their pedal boards. Now, I carry in my toolbox one of those crappy little uh, circuit testers that you can get at a surplus store that just lights up to show you the circuits working. So I will grab it and I'll quickly plug it in uh, to each circuit to make sure that there actually is power there because a lot of the times... Well, not a lot, but, you know, sometimes bands come up and they're like, there's no power. It's not working. And then if you've plugged your tester in, you can go, yep, no, it's working. Like your pedals are just shit or something because like people like to blame their problems on the sound guy a lot. So just do what you can to make sure you aren't the problem from the start. Okay, so you've plugged in the soundboard, turned it on, made sure the power amps and the racks and the processor and the heads on. 
and you've tested the speakers and you've ran stage power for them. Okay, so the next thing I'm going to do is go to the stand kit, which is a big case that holds all the XLRs, microphones, and mic stands, and start building some mic stands um, and putting some mics up on them just so they're ready to throw up when the band gets there. If you don't have an advanced set of information or stage plot, input list, whatever, what I do is I set up three vocal mics across the front, um, across the front of the stage, and I leave the other mics and stands off to the side uh, so I only have to put up what the band actually needs once they get there. So I will have the monitors already rung out so they won't feed back, uh, saved in my file. So I just take my iPad and I go unmute each channel, uh, each vocal channel, and make sure that the vocals are loud and clear in each appropriate mix. So that's where it starts when the band gets there for sound check. The thing that people care about the most is being able to hear their own voice. If they walk into sound check and talk into the mic and then boom, their voice is right there. It's like, I want people to kind of take a step back and go, oh, okay. You know, you will gain their trust right away uh, that you know what you're doing. The last thing I will do is label the vocal lines, um, you know, maybe vocal one, vocal two, vocal three, because bands love to start grabbing mic stands and moving them all over the stage for some reason, instead of just using the one that's closest to them. So just labeling the vocal lines quickly will stop you from having confusion throughout the show. So for my house gig, this is all I do to make sure the audio is ready before a band gets there. Now, I also do lights, which is another whole thing. So for this, it's the same process. You know, I turn on the breaker for the lights. I turn on the laptop and plug in the USB controller that I use. I have a Campsys, uh, uh, Campsys Mini Wing, which is just has eight faders uh, that plugs into a laptop USB. It's a touchscreen laptop, so all the controls are up there. You know, I start the program. I turn on each group of light fixtures to make sure that they're sending light properly, run through some color chases and position cues to make sure that the program is working properly, and that's it. So I might go in there like an hour early, but this is the basics of getting ready for a band. This all should take me mm, probably about half an hour if it all goes right and I just kind of just walk through it with no sweat. Uh, and then I can, you know, hang out, you know, sometimes the band gets there early. Sometimes the band gets there late, but that doesn't matter. As long as everything's ready for them to walk up on stage, then you should have a smooth show. Thanks for listening, everybody. You know, you can check this out on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you know, do me a favor, go to Apple Music podcast app, you know, leave me a review, uh, you know, give me five stars. You know, I need it. So, or you can go on the, uh, Facebook, the old Facebook group, sound guy tips, join the discussion and see what's going on there. Anyway, catch you guys next time.